Huayap for April 27th, 2005. Sorry, but this is a highly sophisticated doohacky. If you don't use it responsibly, kablamo! Aloha and mabuhai, this is Hawaiiup. My name is Ryan and mahalo anuiloa. Thank you very much for joining me for show number nine. No, I wasn't able to uh, post a show last week, though you bet I wanted to, but uh, with the in-laws in town and uh, cold going around, it just uh, didn't happen. It's good to be back, though, and, uh, you know, I've got some good stuff for you. Today in the music department, another new independent artist. This one, a young woman from the University of Hawaii who found me rather than the other way around. I've got a bunch of stuff recorded while out and about from a chat with a visiting podcaster from Dallas to stuff uh, recorded with my family in the car uh, and a blank audio postcard as well. Uh, We'll check in with the wife as usual and I want to update you on my multimedia adventures. But first, yes, let's get to... Hawaii Up Headlines, Around Hawaii and Around the House. Now, I I mentioned just last time that uh, I attended UH Hilo for a year, and that's where I met Jen. Even though I graduated from Manoa, uh, my time at UH Hilo was, was, was fantastic. Well, last week, the UH Board of Regents that oversees the entire University of Hawaii system approved a new master's degree in Hawaiian and Hawaiian studies at UH Manoa. Now, uh, before, after you got your bachelor's degree at Manoa, you had to go into to English or linguistics or, or political science, I guess, if you really wanted to study Hawaiian any further than that. And uh, believe it or not, even Hawaiian specialists are in demand now, now that our uh, Hawaiian language immersion schools are thriving. So, uh, you know, the folks at Manoa were working for years to put this master's together. But there was some skepticism voiced by the folks from UH Hilo, which uh, already had a master's degree in Hawaiian language and uh, Hawaiian language literature, actually, something that they also worked long and uh, hard to create. The folks in Hilo apparently were miffed that uh, they had to consult with Manoa when they were putting their program together, but uh, nobody at Manoa talked to Hilo when they put theirs out. And uh, also, I guess the Hilo program hasn't really been fully funded, and now they're jumping into this uh, Manoa project. Uh, understandably, since everyone's struggling to survive on pieces of the same pie, I can see the folks at uh, Hilo being afraid of being pushed aside. Well, uh, Lily Kala Kame'elehiva, everyone's favorite warm and fuzzy, friendly, happy Hawaiian, uh, she just you know went off. She berated the guy from Hilo and said, well, she mocked him for only having a master's degree compared to her doctorate, you know, sorry. And uh, she said basically, you know, Manoa's not going to be duplicating what Hilo's doing. We're going to we're going to kick Hilo's ass. We're 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 not just talking language, but art, history, yada yada yada. Uh, I'm sure it was a scene, you know, this this bickering between campuses of the same university is is pretty sad. But having attended both, you know, Hilo and Manoa, I can tell you that uh, there there's some basis to the hostility, there is a lot of, I guess, Manoa centrism in the UH system. Manoa is the flagship campus in all ways, you know, both in the resources it gets and the glory it gets, and, uh, well, basically also in the attitude of its administrators. Uh, 
but you know, it, it's it's big, but it's kind of bloated and crowded. It's one of those jack of all trades, master of none campuses, as far as I'm concerned. So uh, you know, you've got a you've got smaller campuses like Kapilani Community College, Honolulu Community College, and they do incredible stuff with uh, less money and far less respect. UH West Oahu is still toiling away out in portable buildings, and uh, you know, you never hear anything about them either. So Hilo was really in Manoa's shadow while Jen and I were out there, and uh, we, we definitely felt it. We saw it from the other side. And uh, in the last few years, though, Hilo's really grown. I mentioned we visited when we were out there, and I, I couldn't believe how, how, how fabulous the campus looked. And uh, Hilo really excels in certain specialties with strengths in earth science, obviously with the volcanoes and the ocean and all that. And uh, like I mentioned, they have their Hawaiian language program. Uh, so I guess now you can go to either campus for language. And, and and I suppose you might pick Manoa for this because it's the main campus and that's where everybody is. But uh, you know what? In my book, Bang for the Buck, Hilo will be the way to go. You know, I really felt that there they focused on the student, on the studies. Um, it's not like there were altogether that many distractions in Hilo, um, or at least none that I was uh, apt to partake of. So, uh, it, you know, in my opinion, the biggest bonus you get if you went to Manoa is, is is politics, and I don't mean political studies. What else? Ah, the Hawaii Super Ferry. You know, I, I, I've talked about that before as well. It's still in the news, you know. If you don't know, the Super Ferry is a planned service where these giant passenger and car ferries are going to run between, I think, Oahu, Maui, Kauai, and the Big Island. They're not Molokai, but they'd have nothing to do with it, certainly. Um, so, you know, lots of folks want it, but some people from 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 environmentalists to, I guess, you know, shipping companies and obviously the inter-island airlines, they don't want to see it. So uh, the, the tool of choice for politicians has been calling for an environmental impact statement. And I guess last week the Big Island Council passed a resolution calling for an EIS. Maui and Kauai counties already did. I'm not sure uh, if Honolulu is going to, probably not. Um, but certainly the folks behind the ferry are sweating bullets because they're saying that they need all their government funding in place by the end of next month, I think, or, uh, you know, it's all going to go down the tubes. And uh, having to do an EIS will definitely delay things to that point. Now, I'm I'm a card-carrying member of the Sierra Club and Nature Conservancy. Yes, I'm a tree-hugging, commie-pinko, leftist, <laughs> whatever. But, uh, you know, I was really excited about this ferry. I'm sorry, but I wanted to use it, you know. I wanted it uh, to, to, to hell with paying $200 for a 40-minute flight after an hour of airport hell. You know, with the ferry, I could just drive the family van right onto it, roam around uh, with the kids in what's basically a giant hotel lobby on the water and uh, a couple hours later drive off for half the price as an airplane ticket, less, much less than half the hassle. And, uh, you know, I, did, I wouldn't even have to rent the car. I'd have our car with us. So I want to see the ferry. You know, I was pretty excited when it was announced. But the more I hear about the guys putting this thing together, I mean, it just seems like they spent way too much time on their marketing and lobbying and not enough time on, you know, actual plans First of all, they're acting like they're being blindsided by this EIS stuff, this environmental stuff, when any developer here in Hawaii will tell you that our environmentalists, uh, God bless them, are so aggressive. It's not like you practically have to get an EIS if you want to pound a uh, new mailbox out in front of your house. Uh, they, they should just have had that planned for and had it in the master plan. 
Uh, and now this week, uh, I think just yesterday, they were waving around this big survey they did of locals, and it showed 86% of locals want the ferry, and 86% you know, are even willing to see the state spend taxpayer money on improving harbors and stuff so that this ferry can, can, can get around. Uh, the only problem was, you know, I was called for that survey. And uh, even though I was for the, the the ferry, you know, they had this whole script basically hard selling how great the ferry would be. It was what they call a push poll. It was not a scientific or even, even an attempt to be a scientific poll. And I'm talking paragraphs of brochure copy read to me by this uh, unenthusiastic minimum wage pollster. You know, if my answer to them was anything but enthusiastically support they would they had this this list of bullet points of counterpoints and said and and all of this and have you thought of this and have you thought of that now do you think you know that this 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 ferry is a good thing so i mean after that of course you're going to go yeah sure so not surprisingly they got an overwhelmingly positive response now you know listen i think most of the criticisms against the ferry are hogwash you know uh City slickers are going to overwhelm the poor neighbor islands. You know, even if the ferries are at capacity, they say that uh, you know the number of people on the water versus the number of people that are already going by air is going to be like five to ten percent. You know, not this huge new number of people traveling. They're just going to be taking a different way to get there. Uh, and they say that uh, you know, and they even say that neighbor islanders visit Honolulu more than their way around. So, and what else? You know, they're saying uh, city slickers are going to use our roads and overwhelm our parks. You know, I mean. Hello, lots of that infrastructure is state infrastructure. We, we in Honolulu paid for your parks and vice versa. Um, so again, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm really don't see the, the uh, inter-island hostility that other people are, are, are supposedly picking up. So I, I, I mean, I really hope the super ferry company gets its act together, you know, invest less in public relations and politics and more in the nuts and bolts and get that plan, you know, with the majority of folks here in favor, the survey was a little iffy, but I'm, I'm still convinced that most people want the ferry. So clearly this is a battle that's theirs to lose. Hmm, well, let's see, what's up at home? Well, like I said, the in-laws in town, enough said, right? You know, uh, Jen's parents are in uh, from Florida visiting us and Jen's brother's family. You know, it's kind of funny, but uh, our kids and Jen's brother's kids spend actually very little time together despite living on the same little island. Um, before, Jen was the only member of her entire family in Hawaii, and uh, she was very isolated, and we figured that when her brother was miraculously stationed at Pearl Harbor, that we would mean lot, you know, that would mean lots of uh, time together as a family, but, uh, you know, I guess it's hard to sync schedules, and we've only, you know, occasionally been able to get together, so... Uh, it's just weird that the only thing that really brings us together here is when uh, Jen's parents fly all the way across the country and throw everyone's regular routine into a kind of chaos so that we, we, we have no choice but to hang out. Jen's parents talk all the time about moving out here. I guess everyone talks about moving out to Hawaii, but you know, all six of their grandkids are out here. The 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 center of gravity has definitely shifted out toward the Pacific. And, uh, you know, they've got nothing really holding them in Florida except a rented apartment on the beach, although it is a nice condo. Uh, but I guess, you know, it's a, it would be a big transition. 5,000 miles going from, from that to 5 miles away would be a pretty abrupt transition for everybody. And it's not like they could get anything worth living in for, you know, say $90,000 here in Hawaii. So, well, you know, Jen gets homesick a lot, and you better get tired of, of being broke, so... It's times like these that I just get the feeling we're going to end up on the West Coast. Uh, I don't know, as if I could ever leave Hawaii, right? 
Hey, you know, on uh, Tuesday I was up at the University of Hawaii at Manoa uh, participating in the School of Communications Career Day. Now, the School of Communications is the big uh, school that swallowed the Department of Journalism, which I graduated from. And Career Day is when they have representatives from the local TV stations and newspapers sort of come and uh, talk about what they do and hand out internship applications. And uh, so help me, I don't know why, but they found me and said, hey, why don't you come and talk about blogging? So uh, I showed up to represent blogging and podcasting and video blogging. They had uh, two rooms set up, and all of the big guys were in one room, and they put me off into this little side room, which is also the library, with uh, Hawaii Public Radio and PBS Hawaii, sort of the there's no money in it room. And... We did get to talk to students, though. They they made it down, and since I didn't have any internship applications to give out when they got down to me, I just sort of launched into the, if you don't get a job, you can always start your own media empire. You know, do it alone. Cut your own path. Start a blog or, or start your own news site. And certainly with this uh, young group, there was some eye-rolling and giggling, but believe it or not, there were some folks into it who knew about it. There was, in fact, even a gal there who had done stuff with the indie media group, so uh, she was all about fight the power, stick it to the man, so that was kind of cool. But, you know, the only thing that I kept thinking was, I can't remember being that young, all these fresh-faced, squeaky-clean, you know, kids coming through, and they've got stars in their eyes. There was a gal who was like, I want to be on TV. I don't care what I'm doing or what it's about, but gosh, i got to be on TV. And uh, I can't even remember those days anymore. I only met a few print majors, too. You know, they have print, broadcaster, PR, and print was definitely the smallest group. I, I really wish I could go into teaching or something because I feel like that's a uh, a lost cause or a lost art if someone if people don't really start working on getting college students who are able to write uh, we're all in trouble all right you know that's that's way too much talking let's let's have some music Kristen Nakasone she's a local girl a student at UH 19 years old she's got a passion for writing poetry and stories and a newfound knack for composing you know, she she's taken maybe three years of piano and only recently started on the guitar, but you wouldn't know it from uh, from her homebrewed stuff. She says she's she's actually too shy to perform in person. She doesn't do gigs or anything, but she's uh, brave enough to put her stuff out, stuff out there. And now I'm uh, happy to be able to share it with you. She's released maybe half a dozen pieces online, and this is the latest one. She posted it in February. This is Kristen Nakasone with "This Is Love." It's about four minutes long, and I'll see you on the other side. Can't you feel something's right here? Feel its presence in the air. It's wiping away all our salty tears. Yeah. 
show just how much I really seem to care for you. To see just how much you really seem to care for me too. I think this is love this time. Yeah, it feels like love. I think this is love. This is Love by singer-songwriter, 19-year-old UH Manoa student, Kristen Nakasone. She's doing this on her own for now, but she says she's open to collaborating or even forming a band. She's also on the verge of posting a new song sometime this week, I think. So you can catch it and learn more about her at her MySpace page at myspace.com slash Kristen Nakasone, K-R-I-S-T-E-N Nakasone. Of course, I'll have that link for you in the show notes at HawaiiUp.com. Okay, well, you know, today's blank audio postcard is kind of a simple one. It comes to you from the Shirokia Department Store at Ala Moana Center. Now, Shirokia is an unusual animal here in Hawaii and at Ala Moana. It uh, used to be part of a vast network of department stores in Japan, one of the larger chains, I believe. But uh, the parent company, like many companies in Japan and uh, Tokyo, ran into trouble, and they started shutting down stores all over. Uh, we lost the store at Pearl Ridge, and uh, they had another store somewhere else. And uh, fortunately, rather than close, the local managers were able to buy it out for a buck from the Tokyo company, and now they run it independently. 
And rather than being an outpost of Japan, it really is kind of a special hybrid store that's geared specifically to a mix of locals and tourists that are looking for Japanese things. So they've got books and a bakery and uh, lots of electronics. The electronics aren't cheap, but you know they say it's serviced real well, so that's the appeal. So this is a stroll through Shirokia at Alamoana Center. Check in with the wife. It's time for the Pith of Pop, the podcast edition with Jen. Thanks for joining us, Jen. Hi. So what do you want to talk about tonight? I thought we'd talk about a couple of the movies that we rented from Netflix. Okay, our last two. We just cycled through. What were they? Closer and um, Sideways. What did you think about them? They were both okay. I liked Sideways better than I liked Closer. Um, Closer, to start off, it was... It went for shock value immediately and didn't let up through the whole movie. It was hard to enjoy. It was very hard to watch. I'm no prude, but the language made me blush. And, you know, the movie is about terrible things that people do to each other, pe- that people that are in relationships. It made its point, but it completely overdid it at the same time. Nexus definitely was the order of the day. Now, so the two couples we had in Closer, they were Natalie Portman and... Jude Law. Jude Law, and then... Clive Owen and Julia Roberts. All right. So actually, to me, one of the flaws of the film is who would possibly leave (laughs) Natalie Portman for, you know, Julia Roberts. Well, but you can say the same thing about the men. You know, who would leave tall, dark, hunky Clive Owen for little sniveling, girly man Jude Jude (laughs) Law? That is true. I really, you know, you're watching the film, and it's just about unpleasant and evil, dastardly things that humans do in the name of love. But uh, toward the end, you know, it, you could see where he was going. I mean, it, it made a little more sense, and I liked it a lot more as it ended. But uh, it just wasn't really enough to push it into the great movie category. No, the last ten minutes were great. They were really great, but they didn't redeem it to the point where I felt like my hour and a half had been worthwhile. And uh, how about Sideways, another relationship movie with another c- uh, couple? And in that film, who did we have? Uh, we had Sandra O. Oh. Virginia Madsen, who is like the 80s B-movie queen. She's kind of a Madonna lookalike, but she's a really good actress. I'm really glad that she got her break in that movie. Um, Thomas Hayden Church, the guy from Wings, and Paul Giamatti. Yeah, and I see Alex uh, has some, some things to say as well, but how would you like Sideways? I liked it better than I like Closer. Um, you know, it's it's 
the wine movie. It's the movie everybody's been talking about that's about wine. And wine talk honestly bores the pants off of me. Well, part of me, I enjoyed it in the sense that you, I like to see people who are passionate about something. You know, there are people, there are car people and, and golf people and flower plant garden people. And when they get to talk and they can, they can really talk seriously about that stuff too. So to that extent, it was a, a window into a world that you and I will never be able to afford to live in. Yeah, that's true. So you had the, the wine talk for, you know, about half the movie. And then the bill comes in, you know, the, the comeuppance that one of the characters has to, to take. And from that point forward, it's actually, you know, it's pretty interesting and it wraps up really well. Uh, it's, a very, it's a very slow moving, thoughtful movie, uh, very much like wine, I guess. A lot of noses sniffing in glasses and stuff. And, uh, but, but after, you know, the big reveal is made and, and all heck breaks loose and it, it ventures near slapstick but doesn't quite get there, you know, then it gets really entertaining. You, you'd laugh really out loud in some, in some scenes. Yeah, I did. I did. There were, there were a couple of really, really funny scenes. And it was marketed, I think, as a comedy when it really wasn't you know it was funny in parts but it was more of a bittersweet kind of character study film. yeah i think bittersweet is the is the perfect word for it and of course actually <laughs> a pun of sorts because it was about wine but it wasn't it wasn't a comedy certainly but it had it had that dry comedy the writer character uh, miles kind of had that woody allen anal retentive streak and then you had the complete op- polar opposite his his friend which was uh, which was the long-haired uh, movie star so right so, uh, Closer and Sideways, on a scale of five stars, how would you rate them? Closer, I would say one and a half. Ouch. And Sideways, four. Oh, so you really like Sideways. Yeah, I did. I would, I would see it again. So, Closer and Sideways, two films about two couples screwing up, one and a half stars and four stars from Jen of the Pith of Pop. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Now, my in-laws are in town, so that means some visiting with them before and after work. And at the present moment, I am again in the far right lane of the H1 interstate freeway prior to the IA off-ramp. But the difference is I have my whole family in the car, having just visited with my brother and sister-in-law and my in-laws at my brother-in-law's house. In any case, uh, Katie is preparing for a May Day celebration at her school, and as part of it, she will be singing a Hawaiian chant, and I thought that I'd ask her to perform it for you. So with the May Day chant from Mililani Waiana Elementary, here's first grader Catherine Ozawa. Oh, oh, hello. Alright, Zach, you have something to say? Okay. Go here. Go away. Go away. Go away. Go away. Go away. Go away. Oh, okay.
Hey, uh, last week was a good week in podcasting here in Hawaii. You know, one, the singular Peter K, a prominent local tech guru who had those commercials on the radio. Aloha, I'm Peter K with your Computer Minute. He uh, launched his own podcast, uh, VoteHawaii.com, a political podcast and blog aimed at you know, spurring interest and involvement in local issues. He's definitely got the the brains and a much better voice to tackle uh, local stuff. So um, definitely check him out, Peter K and VoteHawaii.com. Also, the Hawaii Association of Podcasters got to play Ambassadors of Aloha when a podcaster from Dallas came to visit the islands. I played a message from this guy, Andrew, of Exit50.com last week, and as promised, we uh, got to hang out. We had lunch, we talked technology, and recorded each other. So I am here at Mini Garden Chinese Restaurant at the corner of Smith and Hotel Street in Chinatown in downtown Honolulu, and uh, we had a visiting podcaster, so members of the Hawaii Association of Podcasters decided to get together and have lunch together. And uh, our guest of honor is Andrew from Exit50, 50, Exit50.com. 50. Uh, he does a great explanation of why it's called Exit50, 50, so I'll just let him do it. Hey, Andrew. Hey, how's it going, man? So tell me about Exit50. 50. Well, I got the name about 12 years ago or 10 or whatever it was when I lived here in Hawaii, and I'm originally from Jersey, so when you meet somebody from Jersey, you go, hey, you from Jersey? I'm from Jersey. What exit? You know, they give some exit in North Jersey. I say, well, it's the information superhighway. Why not make Hawaii exit 5-0, like Hawaii 5-0? So it's kind of catchy. I like it. So if we're all in cyberspace, I would surely get off at exit 50 rather than, say, exit 16 or, you know, exit 1, Delaware, right, right, one of those things. So you, your site says that it's a people profiling podcast, so what would you say is your mission? Is that is that it? Well, my job is to profile as many people, you know, because it's politically incorrect to profile people these days. Uh-huh. And I, I think you can profile people in, a, in, a, in, a, in an interesting way without culturally offending them. I mean, obviously there's things you can do, but, you know, if, like, for instance, today, Take me to a Chinese restaurant, right? And you got you were all over that char siu stuff, right? I haven't had char siu in like, you know, forever. I'm thinking, well, you know, I can talk to you and say, oh, you're Chinese, you eat char siu. See, you know, I get to know you a little bit better. You get to know me a little better by profile. So that's what I like to do. That's great. Um, you you pulled all of us here. By the way, I'm here with Todd of Geek News Central and Bob Liu of the Hawaii Associated Podcasters. He has a Stardust podcast, as well as a couple of friends of Andrew. But you pulled us all as far as what our favorite places were in Honolulu. What is your favorite place in Hawaii in general? Oh, that's right. I didn't really get around to that. I have so many of them, but I really enjoyed sitting on the beach yesterday at Pipeline watching the surfers. I love the sand out there. I love the energy. I love the people... Uh, um, you know, surfing. I mean, that's that's one of the places. It's a little secluded. I do like Waikiki. I like the people. I um, mean, I like the the energy. I like the stores. So that and a good restaurant. Any cheap hole in the wall restaurant is good for me in Honolulu. And, and those are probably my. Oh, the Ilani Palace, where the uh, Royal Wine Band plays. My cousins in that. In that area, I think that's it. Nice in the Law Tower. I mean, it, the list goes on. And Gordon Beers. You know, garlic fries, big <laughs> pints of beer, you know, that kind of stuff. Now, you, you're you in Dallas now, and that's where your life is, but obviously you keep a piece of Hawaii with you wherever you go. How how much of Hawaii is there, whether that you whether you bring it there or whether you meet other people from Hawaii, how much Hawaii is there in Dallas? Now, I'll tell you, in my room I've got four ukuleles. Usually every time I take a trip here I buy a uke. And, um, you know, I, I keep 
Hawaiian things around the house. Um, I guess Hawaiian. My car's got it's all tatted up with uh, surf stickers, so my car looks like it just pulled off the beach in Dallas. So that's kind of cool. Um, last uh, November, I went down to uh, San Antonio where the Makaha Sons of Nihau in uh, Raiatea, I think is their name, right. played with Sister Roby, and it was cool because it was a magnet, and all these people came in from all over the place. Everybody had the kukui nuts on, and it was like one day of aloha, you know, and it, it, we all met, and they, they were serving Texas barbecue, man. It was, <laughs> you, you can't just get Hawaiian food over there. But it was really cool, but it was, it was neat because when you went into the, the auditorium in San Antonio, it was like, oh, you stepped into Hawaii for just a minute. Everybody's, you know, they had Tahitian dancers. They had Samoan dancers. And some dude named Aloha Joe, you know Aloha yeah, Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was there promoting his stuff. I don't know. Was he from California? Yeah. I didn't understand. It was kind of weird. Yeah. But then I met some other dude that was all tatted up, like Samoan chief looking. He was real nice. He did his uh, little thing. He had white hair, big smile, you know, typical white. But then you jump out, and next thing you know, you're in Texas again. Right. Well, so you could, you were able to get your fix then. How often do you come back? Uh, well, I like to try and get back once a year. Last year was about two, two years ago. Um, anytime they're running airfare sales from Dallas, because it's a direct flight from Dallas. Right. Uh, or I'll use miles. One of the two. I'll figure a way to get out here. Well, we'll definitely uh, try to hook up with you every time you come on out. Thanks for joining us. I'll be listening to your show because, you know, you got all the plugs to you know what's going on here, you know, traffic and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just little things, you know. It's The, the smallest things can take your mind out of you know what you're doing and take you to another place and I think you're good at doing that so I'm going to keep listening to your show for sure well thank you and I'll be listening to yours that's exit50exit3.com with Andrew thanks for joining us now a couple of shows back I told you that I was experimenting with video blogging I mean you know I continue to really overthink this big picture potential for expression and using text and audio and video I, uh, I told you about voxmedia.org about a month ago I continue to work on it even though no one's actually visiting it uh, anyway as a, I was pretty down on on vlogging back then but uh, I, I've warmed up to it you know I, I went ahead and officially added a video blog to my my personal site a couple of weeks ago it, 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 it is a different animal than podcasting. You know, while I'm talking into this mic and it's all me, I don't ever see myself pointing the video camera at me. For, for your sake, I won't be doing that. Just at the world around me. And instead of a half-hour show, obviously I'm just going to be pulling little clips together to make one- or two-minute movies because the file sizes are so large. I know the way that I'm doing it, it isn't as personal as your typical point-the-camera-at-myself, Blair Witch Project video blog thing that others are doing. But, you know, it still is an additional dimension of my world that uh, I'm sharing online. I've got stuff from our Big Island trip up now, uh, stuff from around town, even one of our visits with the in-laws. So if you want to see or watch a little bit of the world you're hearing about, uh, you can check it out at my uh, my my It's All About Me site at lightfantastic.org. You know, that now that I'm doing video and audio, I'm neglecting my writing seriously. You know, I keep saying I'll get back to it. I will. But uh, for now, it occurred to me that if you want to read, you can visit Jen's site. Uh, she's got her own blog and a journal, and she's at ozawa.org slash Jen. Uh, and I guess I'll have those links for you in the show notes at Up if you really want to know if it's possible to know too much about a family. Uh, it looks like we're out of time, so I'm calling it a show. If you've got a comment or a question or just want to spout off, please call the listener line at 808-356-0127 or send, uh, send an email to comments at hawaiiup.com. Otherwise, I'll catch you later. 
Mahalo iko ho'olohe ana. Thanks for listening. And take care. Ma lama pono. Until next time. Ahui ho. Ahui ho.